Hi, I'm Roger LeMate, President and CEO of UX Corporation. We're one of the largest resource holders in the Athabasca Basin with five product invisible projects. And we just think uh, to deal with UEC to form the North largest North American focused uranium company. And we hope to close that deal here at the end of next month. So deal not done. Still time for others to uh, put their bids in, is that right? Uh, always is. There's always, uh, as when you run these kind of uh, public companies, there's always a chance someone can come over the top uh, on a hostile bid between the time our infrastructure come or between the time we announce the deal and the shareholder vote. So yes, not impossible. Not impossible. But uh, tell me this, in, in all seriousness, have you, have you spoken to most of the potential bidders prior to this UEC um, process starting? Or and, and and have they declined? Or do you genuinely think that others could still have time to kind of come in with a hostile bid? Uh, well, you'll see when the infrastructure comes out, this has been a long, long process. Uh, and there were multiple parties that were interested and we've talked to a lot of them for sure. So yes, it's, it's not been an exclusive process all the way through. Right. So does it make sense for a, a US company to be bidding on a Canadian project or should they? I, I know one company is quite good at last minute hostile bids. Um, he, he, you know, I think most people know who I'm talking about. You know, it doesn't make more sense for a Canadian company to come come and look at you. Why is this marriage of U.S. versus um, and Canadian? Any uh, well, good for your shareholders and and good for the market. Well, I guess there's 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 three things that I look at when it comes to this particular deal. Uh, one is where the geopolitics of the world are going. So us with UEC creates a North American focused company that has production visibility not just with the United States but also those sort of medium and long-term here in Canada. And it creates, I think, something that the market's going to demand, or at least consumers of uranium are going to demand, uh, particularly Western consumers. So it, it creates a company that has, you know, th there's not probably an American company that can supply all the American needs. There's not a, you know, at all. So it makes sense to have uh, some Canadian aspects in there. When it comes to our shareholders on this opportunity, uh, what I love about it is UBC is extremely well cashed up with $180 million US. So for us, dilution for our shareholders on our portfolio of both American and Canadian projects would be minimal. They, um, I think most people don't understand their, their most frequent acquisition of the Uranium One assets in Wyoming. Uh, this is a company uh, in the United States that's poised to, you know, with very minimal cash outlay, capital outlay, to be a producer. Uh, imminently. And, and I think when you look at the peers in the uranium space, uh, if you're looking at who's going to become producer, there's several hundreds of millions of dollars worth of capital investment needed to get to the finish line. And so it creates a really unique company, production ready and not just ready, imminent and growth opportunities at the basket base with our within the middle our portfolio of opportunities uh to, to you know such as Wheeler River and Millennium and Kigavik and Shea Creek that to create a really sustainable long-term company for our shareholders we get the immediate bump uh with the premium the 50 percent premium that uh, that comes with the deal um you know I think one of the big criticisms we've had for many years is that we're not our pounds aren't worth as much as our peers in the space uh, under the UEC banner, we hope that those will re-rate. And then, you know, you have the market movement and, and all our companies are moving together with the market. So and I would consider that to be the same, unless of course you make that big discovery. And you still have that opportunity within the within the, UEC, within the new former UEC to do that. Right. It, it kind of, 
It's kind of interesting because I think some of the, some of the accusations thrown at you by the retail portion of your shareholder base is that you've not been dynamic enough, you've not taken advantage of the certain movements in in the market, and I think obviously that the, the Denison coming in on the on the JCU deal, you know. Gave ammunition and fuel to that fire, right? So, and you now you've got to see you potentially still not over the line yet. Um, got a, a CEO of you know, UEC. Um, he's more, he's a bit more marketing savvy. With but here's the thing: they they're positioning themselves as a uranium company, but what they are is they're a very smart market mover and able to raise capital using these movements in the market to raise cash, remove debt make acquisitions to put themselves in a position to be a producer, which perhaps some people were arguing they weren't really capable of before. So is that is that also why this makes sense for your, if you were talking to your retail shareholders, why it makes sense? You, you can take advantage of that kind of market making ability of UBC. Absolutely. That's what I call that second bump, their ability to potentially re-rate our assets under their banner. I think I think that's definitely one of our considerations in this whole, this whole process. But I would also, you know, for those people who say that UEC is not an imminent producer or they're there, those we, we've part of our process was doing due diligence on their assets and visiting their properties and visiting Wyoming. And I yeah. When when was the uranium one acquisition for that from them? It would have been just at the turn of the new year. So right. And what, did, and what did you make of the assets they had in the portfolio prior to that in terms of the ability to get in production? I think those were the best available assets that were financially reasonable in, in all of the United States. Uranium, the uranium yeah. one assets? Yes, I do. And, no, I, my, question, my question was much more specific. What did you think of the assets they had in their portfolio prior to that acquisition in terms of ability to get into production at some meaningful scale? Would you have done the deal uh, if I they hadn't got uranium one in their portfolio? Guess what I think what Uranium One does is lower the overall costs of what they're doing from Texas, uh, and it's probably next. On, it would probably be next on their list of what they would 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 tackle. And I think it opens the door to them being able to move into production without actually having that U.S. Uh, strategic uh, uranium contract. So it makes them a more a much more viable producer than they would have been before. I mean, it doubled their resource base as well, so it made them much more significant player in the in the space. Uh, without a doubt, before this acquisition. So, you know, they've, they've gone from being a 75 million pound com- uh, resource company that, uh, you know, has had those Texas assets ready to to move forward to being, uh, you know, a 300 million pound company uh, with our acquisition, with production imminent in several spots, plus our, you know, mid short, midterm production portfolio through Wheeler, Millennium, uh, et cetera. So, okay. So, so would you have done the deal? Would you, would you have done this deal? Six months ago, prior to the Uranium One transaction, would it have been the right profile of company to come and acquire you? I think the Uranium One actually makes us a much more attractive opportunity for us, without a doubt, uh, because it one it just where it positions the company in terms of total the pro forma company in terms of total resources, because it it's you know that those Uranium One assets have been producers and they've been sitting uh, in that care and maintenance process and done and and done extraordinarily well. Um, and they bring. They brought an awful lot of. They had the expertise in Texas, but they brought an awful lot of other expertise to the company as well, through the Wyoming assets. Those people were working, basically, with the uh, with Pathfinder slash Orano successor companies, and have been through the process. They've remediated. They've remediated well fields in the United States, which nobody else really ever has done. They they have. They're very solid. It's a solid operational setup there for sure, and very little effort needed to be. Like, <laughs> but I mean, almost no capital to begin the production. Right. 
Okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're not saying as well. Um, so it was a smart move by UBC beginning of the year, for sure, um, and taking advantage of the market situations to raise capital. So well navigated and chapeau. Um, are there still equally good suitors out there who could come in and give you a similar sort of thing? Balance sheet, profile, re-rate, et cetera. Do you think there's still time, genuine? Because I want to, I want to either like um, kill that conversation which is going on in, in social media, or say, well, actually, maybe there, there, there's a chance. Not that necessarily you can take advantage of it monetarily, but um, you think there's still a chance that people could come in with a hostile bid? Is that realistic or not? Oh, I think it's I think it's a, a realistic possibility. Do they create more value than the deal with UEC? Yeah, um, I, I have obviously a strong bias because this is. I think there's this perception out there that we were sitting there waiting or that, that this is something that was forced upon us. And, you know, while when you know your, your company's in play, there's a little bit of force, but you also find where the best home is. And I think we, I really do believe we've done that. I think with the UEC's and, and, and Amir's ability to, to market, that ability to re-rate our pounds is probably greater under their banner than anyone else's. Will we, everybody will move with the price. Uh, of uranium markets, so I think they're up down. We all move in tandem, uh, and of course we'll receive a premium. But I think what the question is, the, the real question to ask shareholders is, who has the greatest opportunity to re-rate UX's assets? And I think I think Amir is probably that person, and the UC is that company. Uh, not just that, just what the new company looks like from uh, an, from an investor point of view. Um, so we, we get we get it. So it's a now a North, a North American story, obviously, with, with with all the kind of conversation narrative in, in North America, Biden, etc., um, and all the geopolitics outside of that, Russia, Ukraine, so forth, with potential sanctions there. Um, I, I, I get I get that. I'm, I'm just trying to answer specific questions for parts of the yeah. the investor audience, right? So I'm going to stick with the retail side of things right now. Some of the retail guys are furious. They think you've sold out. You've done this way too. Uh, cheaply, and they've been well. They're not happy. <laughs> for to watch my language, fair. right? And, and, what, and are they wrong? I believe they're wrong. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done the deal. Uh, and and certainly, they're entitled to their opinion, and 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 I respect it, and and I understand exactly where they're coming from. Uh, I would I would argue that when I, the only thing that's going to change the value of UX is that next discovery. We're going to have to. You know, we were in a position where we were going to have to raise some money this year. Uh, you can imagine where the stock would be today if we didn't have the fifty percent premium with UEC and having to get in the market, knowing that we're going to have to go and raise money. So short term, this deal helps us out a little bit. Long term, it's the it's a long term dilution on capital or on on the company that I think with the balance sheet that UEC brings to the table really helps UEC, the UEX assets towards that discovery stage. Like our, our exploration budgets, we've been very conscious about being shareholder dilute, about shareholder dilution to the best that we can. Mm. Uh, and our and our budgets have been up and down pretty radically. Uh, you know, last year when the market was moving, we were tied into a two and a half million dollar budget, uh, which was pretty small. And people are going, why don't you doing more? Well, you also don't want us to dilute at the same time. So I believe that quite frankly, um, the, the the exposure to what we're going to get on the production front offsets, you know, that it's going to help us finance the work that we need to do at a more stable level so that this team can find the next 
bigger deposit. And I, I just truly believe that. And I understand that people don't necessarily agree, but I don't think UEX moves differently than anybody else without that next discovery. And that's going to be more capital in the ground. Yeah, like, I mean, five weeks ago, you're at 25 cents. Um, like, all uranium junior has been absolutely battered, but the, the still has, you know, you see up at um, 35 cents. It's 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 30, 38 yesterday. You know, it, it's uh, a different profile. I, I get it. But there also seems to be some fun and games in the mo- in the market if you're looking at the, the ass and, and bids going on out there. I guess that's what happens around these sorts of times. Um, right. So it's, it's the right deal. With the right right deal structure, and it's the right company. So um, let's let's get into what what does it actually mean for you guys in, in terms of what what does the proposed deal look like? What's it mean for shareholders? What's it in terms of you know what what they get out of it? And what's it mean for you, the CEO? Are you, are you hanging around? Um, I guess we'll start with the last question first because yeah. it's easier. They definitely want me to stick around. Okay, in uh, what capacity? How, Doing what? In, to, to help continue to run the Canadian assets. Well, is it, is, is it because, you know, it's a very distinct parts of the business, right? There's a U.S. business oh, yeah. and there's a Canadian business. It's not like one management team is going to manage all of the above. Different skill sets required. Very much so. Okay. Very much so. The UEC skill set is really production uh, and, and ISR focused. Right. right. And not necessarily exploration driven. Well, they have done exploration. You know, it's a different, it's different, very different style of exploration in ISR uh, and with a very different uh, focus to, to near term production. You know, the, they don't Tesla prove up resources as they put in well fields. Okay. So you're hanging so around some capacity, going to manage the, the, the Canadian uh, operation in whatever, whatever that means. And we'll get into it in a minute. Um, back to the original question. It was like, what's the, what's the deal structure look like? Why is it good for shareholders again? So what's good for shareholders here, we're, we're, we're flipping UEC or UX shares for UEC shares. So the two things, if, you know, if, if you don't like the deal, UEC is extraordinarily liquid. They trade 40 million US a day. So if you don't like the deal, there's cash for you at the end of the day, because you can sell out very quickly. Uh, you know, on the, uh, if you like the, the UEC long-term North American story, I think it creates a compelling, unique offering to the market that you don't see in the uranium space. We will be the second largest uranium junior in terms of resources in the ground next to next gen. Uh, but we won't be, we, will, we were financed to be a, a producing company. So you get short-term exposure to production, right? And, and not, you know, five years from now or 15 years from now, but shorter terms than that. They can take advantage of the market and the geopolitics involved. Um, and you don't have to dilute to do it, to be a producer. So, for us and in the Canadian, for the Canadian assets, it's about being able to engage more capital in the ground with very little dilution, in the, at least in the short term, to, to focus on our growth, uh, or what we think is our higher end mid-stage, or single story, mid-stage resource level projects and continue to grow them. While we get a river boost towards production, while Cameco gets ready to think about Malay. Uh, so and more importantly, in, in terms of, so is this, is this a, Cash deal, share deal, mixture of both. It's a, it's a share deal, right? So it's an all shared deal. So we, we for every UX share, you get zero point eight three one UEC shares. Got it. So it's a share flip. But if you don't like the deal because of the liquidity involved, you could just walk and essentially get cash. So, so you is, have an op. Is that a? I mean, how are you working? I mean, obviously it's it's, it's not closed yet, and reverse of the WAP stuff calculations to work out but what is is it much of a premium to where you were trading at when when you agreed the deal? about a 50 percent premium to where we were trading on the day that the deal was announced you, you must be near when was that 
on June, the, the, the announcement on June 13th. Right. Based, or yeah, based, oh, sorry, green. The 10th was the last Friday, which everything was priced on. And then the following Monday, which was 13th, was the day we made the announcement. So it was a, before trading open. So it was a 50% premium, the June 10th prices. Right. Must be getting pretty, pretty close to that now. Are you? I'm, sure, I'm trying to work that out. June 10th, no, maybe not. Okay, looking at this, no. Okay. I mean, certainly the price, the market has gone south since June 10th. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, the, the equivalent uranium price we would have received would have been 43 cents back then. Got it, okay. Okay, well, let's see what happens. It, 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 it is what it is. Um, right, you, you, can, you, you can explain. Is there anything else that you, you feel that you need to say or, or, or state, obvious or otherwise, that justifies your decision to, to do this? I mean, like you've been getting lots of mudslinging going on out there and you've also been getting some slaps on the back and congratulations so yeah which, which is true i think it's worth 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 saying so obviously um you know some people are very very i guess the family office high net worth institutional guys see this as, as making sense and the retail guys you would implore to kind of look at these these sort of three moments where perhaps there's a kind of re-rate or three three more chances to kind of get a bump in the in the stock right yeah yeah, I think I think I certainly understand where retail investors go and go. Hey, you know, you were trading higher before everybody else was too. So, from a relative position, I think what I'm trying to explain is to, to shareholders who have a concern is that if the price of uranium goes to sixty dollars, you still have exposure through UVC. In fact, probably even more than you do just through UX, and everyone will move accordingly. If the price of uranium goes to sixty bucks tomorrow you're going to get an even bigger share bump than you would have got through UEX through this deal because it's a share deal. And so it's whatever this, whatever UEX or UEC's price is, it's going to matter at the, at the, on the day the transaction occurs. So yes, um, we all are here to track every single of our peer companies. We would look like one line on a chart because that's how we've been moving up and down with the tides. So I'm not so concerned. I mean, it sounds crazy to say, I can't worry about the day-to-day fluctuations in the overall uranium market. All I can say is how we're performing relative to our peers, and this puts us in a more advantageous position. Right. Talking of taking advantage, um, you raised 500 bucks recently, um, but issued against the UEC share price. So mm-hmm. it, would, you, would you say that's been a plus? Because obviously it's a little bit cheaper money than you, you could have done yourself, say, five weeks ago. Oh, for sure. For sure. 43 cents. And no commissions, um, you know, at a significant premium to what we were trading, uh, trading uh, at the time it happened. Uh, yes, uh, that's and then what it allows us to do is to go as full speed as we want to on our current projects that we're working on this summer, particularly Christie Lake. Well, well let's, be, let's be clear about that one. This, this isn't standing still, waiting to see how no. this deal goes through. Money. This is no. this is not biding your time. Money. This is you're going to up the ante on the expiration at Christie Lake and, and, and elsewhere. So you know, explain that. Well, I mean, we could sit on our, our butts and wait till the bitter end. Uh, you know, these, you know, the, the, these kind of transactions, um, they prevent you from being able to do things that you'd like to do in the field. They also prevent you from, from raising money when the time was right. We missed the window uh, back in, in February and March when we could have raise money extraordinarily cheaply. Um, we kind of duplicated that with this particular financing, the same we would have done back then, uh, because you can't do, you can't raise money when you're talking about material, you have material information that's the people are talking about transactions. So we missed a window. Uh, we probably would have wanted to do more work 
uh, and probably raised a little bit more money to just push things forward even faster. Um, so this gives us that opportunity to do that. Um, we've also up budgets on on uh, on our waterfound project, or the Arano did, and so we're able to to contribute to the waterfound discovery through their JCU interest uh, this year, where they had a their, they've made a new discovery west of the alligator zone, so it allows us to continue to see that project move. At a you know, it's an unusual it's unusual when the, when Arano decides to come mid year and increase a budget. It's it's a pretty unusual thing. It's I have not seen it in all the years I've worked in the uranium space. So you know, we were able to do a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, um, you know from, from our point of view, what happens if someone came over the top? What happens if uh, we get this process gets dragged out beyond the middle of August? Uh, we still need to be creating value for our, for our shareholders by doing work in the ground. And this money gives us that opportunity. But, but tell, me about, tell me about the structure of it. So before we get into what you do with it, t- t- tell me about it. Because you, you, you talk about... Um, the completion of a $5 million private placement with energy, uh, uranium energy corp UEC, right? And it's, it's issued at the UEC price of 43 cents, right? So did they get the money and they give that to you? And if so, when, or do you get the money and you get to deploy that, you know, before the deal closes? And then what happens if someone does come over the top and, you know, does a hostile um, bid and wins with this money? So the money, we already have the money in our treasury. So it's gone to you. Okay, that's good. It's in our hands. Can you spend so, it? Yes. Are we going to spend it? Well, yes, we're going to start spending it at Christie Lake. So, so yes. Before the transaction money. is complete. That's, we, 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 both parties want to see us continue to work forward. Now, I'm going to be, middle of August isn't going to mean we haven't started the drug program yet. It means there's not going to be a tremendous amount of results or drill holes out before that occurs. Um, no, we want to, we want to see both parties want to see us continue to work forward uh, and move forward, move forward with our projects. So yes, that's happening. Um, but my point is, will UEC feel the same way if someone comes in and gazumps them and you go with a, with a new higher bidder? It's a, it's a thing from a, I can't speak for UEC, but I can only imagine what they're thinking on this process. It's shares. So at the end of the day, if someone just does come over the top, they're going to receive a benefit as a shareholder as well. Okay. Uh, there's no reason you know, they, they don't, it's not like a, a term loan where the acquirer has to come back and, and pay the term loan back. So from our point of view, it's more advantageous because it doesn't create a barrier. Okay, fine. Understood. Okay, go on then. What, what are you, you going to do with this money and, and when, and is this truly ramping things up or is this just taking advantage of a situation to, to raise cap, any capital? No, it's certainly going to allow us to do our program at Christie Lake at a, at that we wanted to do that we might have had to cut back on based on the expenses of kinds of uh, you know, expenses that you get doing a deal like this that would have cut into some of our capital that we wouldn't have thought about back in the beginning of the year. So, you know, unfortunately, there's lawyers to pay. Uh, unfortunately, I, I shouldn't say that, but uh, yeah, and, sure. and, and you know, advisors to pay as well. So yeah. we, we might have considered easing back on, on Kirsty Lake. So it's going to let us do more. Uh, it's going to let us do more at Waterfront uh, with the with the Arano stuff. And I think for us, it's going to be positioning for the big, for, you know, most of this money is going to work its way through to, to the new year where we can really go at our winter programs that we want to do again, that hidden day, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, as well. So we're not looking, we wouldn't be looking at, you know, of course we, we we have to operate on the assumption that uh, that uh, the company need to keep the company viable for 
you know, beyond the, the magic date that this transaction would close because it, it may not close. You know, it may not. Okay. Things happen. Th- th- things happen. Things happen. Absolutely. You know that more than most, right? So um, let, let, let's, let's talk about what the blue sky could be, right? You, you're on board with a, 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 a good marketeer. Um, they have acquired some good assets. You're, you're, you're part of that new portfolio of theirs, which kind of changes their profile meaningfully. Um, you've always been cash constrained in terms of being able to advance these things at the pace that you, you, you want to do. Um, and you've now got, well, hopefully if the deal closes, you've kind of got access to a very nice balance sheet, but potentially some of this cash. Are there projects that can truly accept, not a five million raise, but can you get access to significantly more capital than that and move move these projects through? Because it, it, you know, even UEC will have been looking at some of the Canadian plays um, like the next gens and sort of seeing how they've been able to uh, you know create significant value from exploration plays in the Athabasca Basin. You've got good projects, you just haven't been able to get at them. So what, what's what have, have there been any conversations from them going, well, if we gave you money, what could you do? And if so, you know, what would you have said to them? Well, we certainly introduced the concepts. They've certainly been receptive and we're actually before it closed, we're going to be tying those exact things down because they want to hear what we want to, what we'd like to do. So conceptually, yes. The specifics, no. Okay. Right. So if I say we're going to spend X dollars on Y project at this pace, I don't, we've not gone to that granular detail yet, but it is, it's something we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks for sure. But you're going to, you're, but you're, you're, you're going to talk about it from the point of view, right? Here's the way you do things properly, right? You're ex, you, you and your so team, ex Camico, you do things the right way. And then you kind of got a marketing um, team on the other side going, well, Hey, how do we do a next gen and kind of create significant value in the markets? You know, they, those are two different types of conversations going on there. So you, you know, somewhere that, you know, the twain's got to meet. So. Yeah, and I think I think we'll, sorry, I'm glad you clarified where you want to go with that because because that's exactly the way we see it. It's it's just to go. What happens if we were to stabilize budgets over? Uh, and I want to throw a number out there because it was not a number we agreed to, but it would be significantly higher than what we're doing now on a more stable basis. And and I and I actually turned that over and I'll and I'll actually say when I talked to our exploration team about hey, what could you do if we gave you twice what you've got? In the last couple of years, what could you do? And they just start salivating because that's exactly what, you know, it, it's very hard to prosecute an expiration program when the budgets are up and down. And, and when you, when you're very variable, the constraints that we put on them makes it difficult. I'm, they've been very successful at finding things and we haven't found the next, next gen, but they have been finding things. Um, but be able to sit there and say, Hey, you know, I want to run two drills on a program instead of one. Um, it's an interesting that, conversation that. going on at the moment, right? Because, you know, you, yeah. like I say, you've been cash constrained and the yeah. cost of capital is very, very real. And the pace at which you move, again, time is money and all of that. So it's a kind of expiration has been an expensive um, process. But in this climate, in this climate where drill costs are going up, um, drill drills bits are going up, People hard to get at, and they're going out. Inflation across the board. We're having conversations with companies who are leaving tier one jurisdictions like Nevada, uh, like you name any other place that they kind of label, label tier one and saying it's just getting way too expensive. The cost of this capital, the cost of, 
Um, this investment is getting too expensive for us. Um, I guess mm. that's another big, big reason why, you know, a, a nice big balance sheet with a nice big cash number on, on, as a line item must be quite exciting for you in the sense you'd have to go and raise capital anymore. Uh, well, certainly. I'm not going to lie about that. They're absolutely right. Uh, and and probably at a level that will make, uh, you know, when you look, you're, I think when you're looking at UEC and their marketing capacity, it's got to be at a fat, higher level than what we've been doing for sure. Uh, I look at us in the performer company as the growth, ang- growth arm for, for, for UEC. Like when you look at what they can do, what's, you know, there are still opportunities in, in their backyard in the US, but they've got the plum ones right now. Mm-hmm. Where can they grow? And their growth opportunities are, are, are in things like the Athabasca Basin. So yes, I think if they want to continue to grow, then investments in UEX assets are really important to them. I'd love to tell you that we're going to get X dollars a year. We can't yet. yet. I know, I get it. You can't yet. You can have the conversations. Uh, I think that would be remiss if you if, if you did. Yeah, a, um, we've been buried in, in legal documents and even since then, still in legal documents. So. That's before it emerged from the fun of legal documents. I don't miss those days at all, I have to say. Writing them or reading them, quite frankly. So, uh, look, um, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for the candid nature, as always, of of what's going on. Um, Let's see how your adoring shareholder base um, um, received that. And uh, I look forward to, I guess, hearing from you when this deal is closed and and over the line. And maybe you can give us a bit more detail about the you know, allocation of capital towards the exploration program up there. And um, I think uh, the next time we talk, we're going to have a much clearer picture of what that's going to look like. Beautiful. Roger, appreciate your time today. Thank you, sir. Thank you.